Matthew's Gospel, we read these words in Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus also shares these words in Matthew chapter 25. Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Welcome to the Bridge Ray Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional for Sunday, December 18th. My name is James Backus, and I serve as a ministry partner of Bridgeway in Amman, Jordan. Today, I'm going to talk about discovering love. There are many emotions and feelings that rise up during the Christmas season. From an outward look, it would appear easy for most during the holiday and Christmas season to feel nostalgic and sentimental. We look around and we see lights and beautiful decorations. Festive songs greet us at every store. Television shows full of happy families around fireplaces and elegantly decorated homes. They fill the airwaves every day. How could you not feel festive? We know that for many, this season brings so much joy. But there are also many that face loneliness, hurt, worry, and plenty of other deep-felt emotions. Broken families, lost jobs, medical bills, and illness weigh heavy on their hearts. The stress of added events on the schedule, worry that things won't get done in time, personal fears and struggles, empty cupboards, and quiet tables, they resonate louder than ever in this festive season. For many, these weeks are some of the hardest times of their year. As they watch the world laugh and celebrate and gather together with friends and family, their pains, their losses seem even greater. And Jesus gets that. He sees those hurts, and he is waiting to wipe those tears and those fears away. He has called his people, he has called us, to rise up and to be his shoulder to cry on to be his hands to wipe away those tears, to be his feet to step out and to show true love. Christmas often looked a bit different when I was growing up. Though my childhood was spent in a typical Midwest neighborhood, my family lived in different countries and had been influenced by various cultures while serving on the mission field. Our home and our table often reflected those customs and cultures. But even more so, my parents made sure that our home was filled with the love and spirit of Christ every day. I don't say that lightly as a cliche statement. What I saw day in, day out, was an active living example of Christ's love for the hurting world around us. To be honest, I didn't even realize how rare and special that was until much later in life. I saw firsthand Christ's love and sacrifice and compassion pour out of my parents. One of the greatest things I experienced growing up was the love of Christmas lived out in our modest home in Missouri. We rarely had the latest gifts and gadgets. We often didn't have the fanciest of clothes or trendiest of things for our home. But we are rich in so many ways. We are rich in experience and culture. We are rich in hospitality and serving those around us. My parents always made sure that we had a warm home in those cold months. But they also made sure that our table was never empty, not only of food, but never empty of people. They made sure that the spare rooms in our home were always full and then some, as they offered a place of refuge to a family in need or a college student far from home. When Jesus talked about serving and loving 
and giving to the least of these in Matthew chapter 25, I never fully grasped that that was happening in our home nearly every day. It wasn't until I was out of the house and serving in my own ministries and community did I fully begin to understand that lesson I saw growing up. Often we read that passage and picture these far off places and people, and indeed, we need to reach out and care for the people around our world. But we are also called to those right in our neighborhood, communities too. My parents always made sure that the least of these were cared for. They modeled this in many different ways. Many holidays we served in local food pantries and homeless shelters. More often than not, the extra gifts under the tree were not for my sister and me, but they were for neighbors or families from the church that didn't have much in their own homes. Pies and meals were baked and taken to widows and single moms. Toys were wrapped and given to the families that didn't have extra cash. Beds were made for the children of friends and neighbors as they faced medical challenges and needed a warm, safe place to be. Or simply a place for someone who needed an extra boost of encouragement in their lives. This wasn't a once a year practice, but it was one that they lived out every day. Though this was a normal part of our family life, I never fully understood how important this was while I was growing up. Sometimes it became tiresome to see a new face at the dinner table or to have to surrender my room again for a few days or even a few weeks. I didn't always like sharing my room. I didn't like giving up my toys, my home and my parents. In fact, there were times where it was really a big inconvenience to me. But now, I wouldn't trade those priceless lessons for anything. Once I was settled into my own ministries, I began to understand those lessons so much clearer. A few years into my first ministry, I was preparing lessons and sermons for the church. I remember sitting in my office, digging a bit deeper into the first Christmas story. I wanted to share its message in a new and more captivating way. And so as a young 23-year-old, I was sure I could discover something that no one else had learned before. A little full of myself, I'm sure. But God did speak to me. He revealed something that has resonated with me ever since. As I dug a little bit deeper to better understand the culture and the settings around that first Christmas, I began to see those guests with a clearer understanding. If you look at most nativity sets, the shepherds are, are nice and clean and, and well-dressed. The sheep, the livestock are, are well-fed and well-presented. Not only that, they are all standing next to the smiling and ornately dressed wise men, or those three kings. It all makes sense standing together looking at a smiling Jesus in this well-prepared manger. But if you take it off the shelf and you begin to look at the culture and you begin to look at what was really happening, God was speaking loudly. Aside from the fact that these guests would not have all been present at the same time, Jesus' visitors would likely not have ever intermixed together from a cultural standpoint as well. Those shepherds were the most unlikely of guests. Yet they were the first to hear of his coming, the first to bow down and pay their respect to this infant set to transform the world. We sing those Christmas hymns with gusto and passion as we share about an angelic host appearing to shepherds in a field outside Bethlehem. We envision the large choir of angels singing and declaring his Savior's birth and the shepherds excited to meet him. But when we really examine this story, 
This night in a quiet field outside of a small, obscure village, we should step back and take in the beauty of what was being said and done that night. For when the angels appeared to them and shared the news of a Savior born, God spoke in mighty ways. These men, they weren't the ones accustomed to birth announcements of kings and royalty. Yet they were chosen for a purpose. God said through that message that the forgotten, the outcasts, the smelly, and those on the edge of society are welcome at the manger at his table. Sometimes a table at my childhood home was overflowing with people, and that meant I didn't always get the seat I wanted. It often meant that the extra piece of pie or helping of mashed potatoes went to someone else. But instead of that, I got a front row seat to see the truth of Jesus and his coming, what it was all about. When the world says you are forgotten and not too special, God says, come to me. I have a seat for you and a redemption like no other. My childhood home, it would never be featured on a magazine cover. It was never one to wow the masses with its ornate lawn and majestic staircase. But it was a home that pleased God. And as I aged and begun to better understand the call of Christ, I often reflect back to that home and that table. Those extra seats weren't just for the widow who was lonely. They weren't just for the young student who missed his family so much. Those gifts weren't just for the family at church or in a shelter that needed a little glimpse of respect and assistance. Those lessons were for me for all of us, about the gentle love and warmth of a Savior who loves us so deeply. Understanding the depth of God's love for us in the Christmas season starts with the manger, but continues throughout his ministry and his impact. Jesus could have come to a palace filled with servants and all the luxuries of this world. He could have been seated on a majestic throne accessible only to the wealthy and significant people of the society. He could have kept his distance and taught from a safe seat, but instead, he came to a young family far from home and was born in the quiet of the night of a small, unassuming town called Bethlehem. His first cries were not from a beautifully decorated nursery with a soft bed, but instead, he laid his head in a simple manger. His first guests were not famous or world changers, but were simple shepherds who needed that reminder that they had value and who experienced firsthand his love and his acceptance. Love is not the perfect store-bought gift or hallmark scene around the fireplace and tree. Love is not announcing to the world your generosity and compassion. Love is seeing an extra seat at the table and filling it. It's passing your favorite dessert to a stranger and saying, today, it's not about me, but it's about Christ. It's by showing the world around us his love through our actions. The Christmas story will then be heard louder than ever before. The world may never see our deeds or know our name, but eternity will be changed when we step back from the busyness of the season and take ourselves out of the equation. Sometimes the very best gift to our families and to ourselves is the one we set back on the shelf so that the bag of groceries and a special note of encouragement can be left at the door of a neighbor in need. Christ came to change this world, and he has. May his love fill us in such a way that his impact is evident wherever we go. 
never for our gain, but always for his. So this Christmas season, as we celebrate that Savior, may his light, may his love pour out of us each and every day. May the world see him through our actions and our deeds. May the world be drawn to him through our smile, through our love, through our listening ear and our gentle touch. May he be honored in each and every way that we celebrate this Christmas season. May God use you and may God bless you in very, very special ways. May the world hear his message through your love for them.